0: Welcome back Chelsea fans to a midweek edition of the Romans Empire podcast where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else and today we are going to be talking some shit about Sevilla um, and heaping some praise on one Olivier Giroud Um, but before we get to that um, I do want to introduce my only co-host for the night tonight, Sam, how you doing man?
1: Woo! Beautiful forehead, beautiful left foot, beautiful right foot. I mean, Olivier Giroud is is perfect. He's the perfect be- man. Beautiful four head, mind you. A little <laughs> punnery for you. I wish you didn't. I wish you didn't, but didn't do that. I know. <laughs> I
0: know. My jokes are getting older and older.
1: As you get older, you be you become you make more dad jokes. I know. My I jokes are just. Be- I don't. I don't know if my jokes are becoming more like dad jokes
0: or if COVID has just completely sucked out yeah. my sense of humor. Yeah. No, yeah nothing's funny anymore could be a little bit of both but, like like <laughs> i was thinking today kind of off topic but i i i just clocked out of work and i walk into um into my living room and i see my brother is watching um christmas vacation mm-hmm. with uh, uh the chevy national chevy Lampoon's chase. movie yeah the chevy chase movie the classic it's like one of the best movies ever but mm-hmm. i was just thinking to myself when was the last time
1: a funny movie came out? Yeah, uh, I saw I saw um what was the the Kyrie Irving movie? Where he was oh, the God. old guy. What's, what's what's the name of Uncle that? Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. I just yeah. watched that the other night. That's got to be the least funny movie of all time. Like is literally it, just like it was so cringe. I, is I, it the I, worse is it worse than the Kevin Durant movie? i didn't even know they made a kevin durant movie yeah back when
0: he was in okc they made a movie about him like kind of taking his kid under his wing it was like a it was it, it was, was like a real knockoff like mike my... oh that's so stupid
1: yeah it was stupid. no not everyone could be kevin garnett in uh what's what's the movie something jewels oh uh yeah yeah what the is it adam sandler movie
0: yeah, you know, it just really came out. <laughs> I, I don't know how
1: I'm forgetting the name already. <laughs> I think jewels or precious, precious jewels, huh? Or precious something, something, something like that. But oh. I, I,
0: look, I I saw bits and parts of that movie. I actually fell asleep during it. That I, was, I was a really,
1: a... that was a really good movie. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, Un Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> there so we go. Did I say precious jewels? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, clearly, uh, pop culture is not our strong suit, but. Uh, well, so let's stick to football. Um, let's get into the Sevilla matchup. Uh, quite the ass kicking, I must say. I was not expecting to go up 4 0, but, you know, that's what happens when I uh, under under appreciate Olivier Giroud. He just comes out there and proves me wrong. Uh, going through the lineup real quick Mendy and goal. Another clean sheet for him, by the way. Emerson, Christensen, Rudiger, and Dave. <laughs> Our clean sheet back line somehow. Jeez, man. Oh. Uh, so we did run a four-two-three-one. So we had the double pivot uh, of Jorginho and Kovacic, midfield three of Havertz, Pulisic, and Cho, with Pulisic and Cho on on the wings and Olivier Giroud as striker. So let's just start off before we get into Olivier Giroud because he's definitely the main talking point of the match uh the initial thoughts on the lineup obviously the back line stands out uh Christensen and Rudiger plus Emerson on the left obviously that's due to rotation um gotta get Zuma and uh and Thiago Silva their rest but they didn't look too bad um it it was it it was funny to there was there was a couple errors from both of them both uh, Christensen and Rudiger throughout the match but it was just really funny to think that that was probably our best center back pairing last year <laughs> for most of the season and that was our first choice yeah that's um <laughs> so, so sad we've come we've come a long way pretty damning isn't it yeah I mean there then, were, yeah.
0: th- there was a period of time where we were actually calling for this center back pairing last season
1: for sure. <laughs> Cause that's the best we had, man. There isn't anything else.
0: It's pretty bad. So, so I mean, j- just kind of going through the lineup quick. Um, I guess the first thing that kind of sticks out is there are no real surprises. So I don't want to get too, too into like the actual selection of the lineup. I think the more interesting thing here is that Lampard just went full fuck it mode and just wanted to rest all of our key players going into the weekend match. Um, now, obviously, the big the big news is that we had a couple new names on the team sheet that we haven't seen in a while, like Kai Havertz, like Pulisic, and even, some call me crazy, but we saw Emerson start at left back, and
1: I'm going to be honest with you, he wasn't that bad. I said this two weeks ago, Zach. Like yeah. He is a starting left back for an Italian team that's moving on in the European, whatever the heck that stupid competition's called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready to give up hope on him. Like, obviously, I'm not. Like, when I saw him starting on the team sheet, I wasn't stoked. But like, he's definitely, definitely ahead of Alonzo at this point. I mean, I think we've already we've already reached that consensus a couple weeks ago. Um, but... Alonzo's done, huh? Yeah, I, I get the unless feeling we, he unless is... we unless we pull out the three four three, where like he's definitely our best option there. And that's the only option that he can play, but I don't see us doing that because um, we've been, you know, alternating between the four three three and the four two three one, which we did today, four two three one, and I think you know that's enough variety uh, in in your formation so that you don't have to go to a three four three. Like, and our defense has been incredible with a uh, without them, without having to have the extra center back. So. I don't see any point in doing it, honestly, yeah i mean for for me, like it, just
0: kind of talking about the back line broadly, um it did start out kind of nervy. I'm looking at my game notes here on my phone, and it's funny the first the first note that I have here is um before the game even kicked off when a lineup came out, and it literally says, Where did it go? Oh, good Lord, Rudy and Christensen starting together. already feeling some ptsd and the ball wasn't Mm -hmm. even kicked off yet um in terms of their performance it was a little shaky at times especially in the first half but overall i thought they were pretty solid throughout look a lot of people are going to jump on me for this but at this point in time rudiger is our third best center back right i i didn't really see much from christensen today i think lampard favors Rudiger over Christiansen just because Rudiger has that sort of little bit of leadership aspect to the way he plays. He's very vocal and I think Lampard prefers that, um, you know, to Christiansen's style of play, but I just really hope
1: we don't see him again unless it's, uh, against Krasnodar. Um, yeah, I think the one thing that Rudiger really scares me with is he's just not very good with the ball at his feet. And I think he was, he was okay today. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time we had to like play out of the back a little bit, uh, I had a mini heart attack. Uh, it, sometimes it looks like he runs like he has two left feet, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, like when he especially when he has the ball, it's uh, it's not the prettiest sight. But I was I was uh I was impressed to an extent of how we played as far as like that you know playing with his feet goes yeah uh, let, let's talk about olivia Giroud a little bit because um we kind of wrote him off a little bit a couple weeks ago um we talked about him possibly going somewhere uh in, in january kind of give himself more exposure for a chance to play again in the euros but man if it if, I, I think olivia giroux can sit out the rest of the season and he's a lock for the the, probably the starting striker spot for for France. Like he doesn't need a showcase for, well, you know, for France. Well, Benzema's to know who he
0: out, is. and we know Griezmann doesn't play striker mm-hmm. for for France. Right. So so really, the only other French players that could possibly get in over him are who? Maybe maybe no. like a Ben Yedder if they, but but he, he he hardly appears for them, or or maybe if they decide to play Mbappe at the nine. No. And you know, bring in Dembele to play on the wing. I, I don't know. I, right now, Olivier Giroud is just that type of player that he can he can almost fit into any squad or any style of play. And, and it's weird to say that because this is a guy that's third, one he's 34 and two um, he doesn't move as quickly as your as your modern center forward. He's very old school in that sense. He's 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 an immovable object. But to any team, I think he's an a- he's an asset, especially if it's a possession style team, sort of like how we played today, where we dominate most of the game. And that just kind of suits how he plays. He's very decisive in the box, and the most imp- the most impressive part about this performance, Sam, I know we're going to get into some you know uh, notable statistics here, but mm-hmm. the best part about this performance as a whole was the fact that this is a guy that has hardly had any playing time. He's seen a 20 year old. And a brand new striker signing get playing time ahead of him. He knows his time at the club is coming to an end more more likely than not. But yet, whenever he gets called upon, his attitude is still fantastic. He never throws hissy fits, and he always puts in a shift. There hasn't been mm-hmm. one time where I've seen Olivier Giroud play for us, and I've been like, you know what? He he's disinterested. He's on his way out. You don't get any of that. I think we got that five games into Alvaro Morata.
1: But and you know, there's always there's also like the case where. You know, like I, I, think back to like uh, Nicholas Anelka, um, mm-hmm. at what was it what, at West Brom, yeah, where he wasn't playing for a while, and then when he came back, you know, obviously there was the controversy with you know the, whatever, uh, sig- uh, hand sign he did, but you know, it's 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 that kind of it's just a statement like, you know, like, that's right fuckers like. You guys haven't been playing me, and this is what you've been missing out on. Like, you don't get any of that with Giroud either. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that can that can cause like, you know, friction in the locker room, and you don't get that either. I think he is obviously mature enough to understand his role. He's accepted it, and um, he also probably knows that he could be at you know playing in the in in the the French league on a, almost any team. He could probably and... start for PSG
0: yeah i mean probably be like a 20 goal scorer honestly it's not crazy yeah yeah
1: so i mean it's not hard to score 20 goals
0: in the french league but like in general like he would it it just goes with my point like you can plug this guy into any team or any system and he'll find a way to make it work and yeah i mean this is this is huge for us and i think i think if there's one thing that we learned from these last two performances with drew is that Tammy Abraham has to watch his back because if this guy keeps coming in and putting in performances like this, it's really, really hard to make the case that Tammy should get the minutes over
1: Drew. You saw that last at the end of last year. I mean, because, because Tammy started off the season blistering hot and he ended up losing his uh, starting striker spot to Mm -hmm. Drew because of how, how good he was playing. So, and and uh, and that's not, it's not a
0: testament to how poorly Tammy's been playing because Mm -hmm. he's actually had a good season as a whole. Of course he could pick out individual performances and moments but in general Tammy's been really good
1: for us so far and... yeah especially now we, we we are a little uh down on him from this past week's performance yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's it's hard I mean it's easy to forget um how good he's been the last couple matches leading up to that mm-hmm. but um I don't know I, I i it's so hard for me to decide like which one of them I can I, I really want over him. Or I mean sorry, yeah. out of the two, like who I'd want. It but, it does um, depend on the
0: playing style a little bit. Like we we always talk about it. The, the the beauty of having three strikers is not only for competition, but because it does give us the ability to show different forms of attack. To attack in different ways. We got Tammy who could do a little bit of everything. We got Timo Werner who's just like a speed demon and he's technically he's brilliant. And then we got Olivier Giroud, like I said. I mean, he's, he's a human wall pass. And mm-hmm. and, and the guy That's just clinical. comes in and scores goals. Yeah, the seasoned veteran. I mean, th- this is this is exactly why you bring in a player with that kind of experience into the squad. And, 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 and not – go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to add one last thing. The beauty mm-hmm. of all of that is not – how well he's performing at the end of the day, Psalm, it's how the team's responding to his performances. They're absolutely delighted for him. Like he comes mm-hmm. off the field when he gets subbed and who's the first person to come up to him and congratulate him after he shakes hands with the gaffer. It's Tammy Abraham.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the yeah, kind of camaraderie nice. that,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, that's the type of thing you want to see. It's not that anybody, nobody's at each other's throats. Nobody's trying to get a leg up on one another. They're all in it together. They're, they're, they They want to succeed as a team. And that's, that's credit to Lampard, credit to the staff, but also credit to players like Olivier Giroud and even players like Rüdiger to a certain extent who are internationals, who, who, who have reputations in Europe as being really good footballers, who aren't getting the time that they necessarily need or deserve, but they're still having a good attitude about it. But, but Sam, I want mm-hmm. you to read these off for our lovely <laughs> listeners because, yeah, I, because I think we- he shattered every Champions League record
1: that a Chelsea player could have. And not only is he the, is he the most handsome player on Chelsea, he's also tied for uh, for the club's most goals in Europe this season with five. So uh, he's been killing it this year. It's yeah. it was his performance today was the first Champions League hat trick uh, for Chelsea, or was that the f- first in Champions League for anyone? I think since... that was
0: the last. That was the last
1: hat trick we've seen in the Champions League. Oh wow. Uh No, that's not true, because there uh, Playa had one last week. No, no, but, I'm saying uh, for Chelsea. Yeah, for Chelsea, right, right. Yeah. So lot, the the first Champions League hat trick we've seen for Chelsea since King DDA against Levski-Sofia in 2006. Uh, in addition, he became the oldest player to score a hat trick in Champions League history at 34 years and 63 days old. He's also the first Chelsea player to ever score a perfect hat trick, one with the left, one with the right, one with the head, and some would even argue that it's a super perfect hat trick with uh, one penalty as well. So I mean, Get that set piece goal in there. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, a thing, but if if it's not, it is now. Uh, here's some other players with four goals in a Champions League match. Messi, who's done it twice, Marco van Basten, Simone Simone Inzaghi. Rude Van Nistelrooy, Jeff Schenko, Lewandowski twice, Ibrahimovic, Ronaldo. So <laughs> Giroud became only the fourth only the fourteenth player on that illustrious list. There are a
0: couple other names in there that might not be household names in football, but like, those are. The, I mean, those are the names that stuck out to me when I looked at the list. I'm like, holy shit! I mean, he's up there with like the best of the best since the Champions League even started. Mm-hmm. Keep in so, mind he was playing a B, a B a B Sevilla team, but still.
1: Yeah. Saw. So, this begs the question: Does Olivier Giroud start this weekend? I'm asking uh, you, Zach. You're the I one know. One here. I know, and <laughs> and and
0: a part of me wants to say yes because how do you score four goals and not start the next game? Um, but a part of me does say no. I think, I think Lampard has his ideas for the match. Um, and obviously um, this was a game where we played a rotated side. So I don't think too much thought and effort went into tactics and the way we're actually going to play as opposed to the thought and effort that's going into the leads match at the weekend. So um, the fact that lamps left out ZS Werner um, and Tammy probably tells us that those three are going to start um, at the weekend, but I I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Olivier Giroud get the start. I know I, 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 I know we got some responses on our Instagram posts. A couple of them that did stick out. Um, Ron, aka Bone Daddy, uh, aka Bone Daddy Cool, aka Bone Daddy Deluxe. Am I missing any song?
1: Yeah, Bone Daddy Supreme. Bone
0: Daddy Supreme. There we <laughs> go. Um, he said I think I think he should unless Timo's playing as a number nine, and that's a fair argument. Um, and then Dylan Morton op, uh, also reached out to us as well. Um, He said, on merit, yes. Tactically, no. And I think this is the interesting part. He says, the Leeds High Line suits Werner perfectly. So we're going to get into Leeds in a bit, Som. Um, mm. but, but, I mean, that's just the general – it sounds like even our listeners are sort of divided.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, another factor that would go into the decision would be uh, is Polisic gonna get to start next week? Uh, yeah. Whether he's gonna play on on the wing, I think that is kind of a sure uh, that that that's probably ruling Giroud out because it's either gonna be Werner or Tammy. Yeah. Um. But if he's out, I think that's more of a chance to get him in and see him some minutes playing uh, Werner out wide. But let's yeah. talk about Polisic's performance today. Um, he played for 67 minutes. He had two shots. Two for three uh, dribbles completed, 28 total touches. Um, he looked a little bit shaky at times, but also, uh, I mean, I think he's he's lost a little bit of speed, but the quickness is still there. I mean, there was still – there was a point where he uh, had an amazing well, – it was like a fake uh, drag back move that pretty much broke – uh, jesus uh, jesus navas's a- ankles right that yeah. you know what i'm talking about that was like yeah, the first that half. was nasty yeah that was nasty yeah. but um what did you think of his performance zach you think he's ready to start the weekend it wasn't amazing Sam, um but but it, it it is
0: positive in the sense that he looks like he's getting fitter he looks like he's feeling comfortable um and mm-hmm. moving the way he wants we know pulisic to be a very elusive footballer right I mean, when he has the ball at his feet, he's moving every which way. He's constantly changing angles and directions. It's very tough on the joints and especially the muscles, too, if you're going to be doing a lot of explosive movements. So the fact that he wasn't necessarily shying away from the way he normally plays is a positive. That means that he feels good, he's confident in himself, and now it's just a matter of getting that match fitness back. We always talk about the difference between you know, like the actual fitness and match fitness and the match fitness does tie in with the whole mental aspect. You know, he has to start thinking um, as quickly as the other players on the pitch and as his teammates. So once Lamp sees that, I think he'll be ready to start. Um, If you ask me now, I I don't start him at the weekend, um, but I would definitely consider using him, um, you know, as a halftime sub or uh, as a sub for, you know, the last 30 minutes or so of the game, if we need to get a goal, um, but I, but I don't think he's necessarily ready to start yet.
1: I think I'm with you. I think it's more likely that we see Timo Werner out wide and uh, Tammy playing striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I think uh, he, it's clear that he's not match fit at this point. Again, like we said earlier, Giroud uh, took a part to VSB team. Christian Pulisic struggled a little bit. So clearly he's not 100% match fit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's it's really nice to see him, even though I'm not a huge fan of the beard. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't like it. It's a little too much, right? Don't you think?
0: Too much? There's never such thing as... I mean, you're, you're speaking to a man with a beard.
1: So. I have a beard too, Zach. For the first time in my life, I have a beard. And I, you know, and I like it, but... On him, I don't think it suits him. I'm brown, Zach. I, I, I was, I was destined Ooh. to have a beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we,
0: we just kind of grow beards naturally as brown people. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, amongst hair in, in other places, which we won't get into. <laughs> yeah,
1: please, please don't. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about Kai Havertz too. Uh, he's another player that made a nice return. Yes, uh, he played. Uh, he got subbed out with Christian Pulisic. Uh so he played sixty seven minutes as well. Had the assist on one of uh Giroux's goals one keep one key pass. I'm pretty sure that was the assist. Uh mm-hmm. two out of four dribbles completed, seven out of nine ground duels won. He was fouled twice, three tackles. I'll ask you the same question. Is he ready to start this weekend? Um he looks
0: he looks good. Um but again, much like Pulisic's situation um i don't think he's ready to start at the weekend um i think what minute did um did kova come out was it around the 67th too was he part of that triple sub
1: uh i'll check right now
0: but but i remember kovacic came out of the game relatively early which probably points to him starting at the weekend and i think we talked we we talked on sunday night about this too you know regardless of the talent that kai that kai havertz has that midfield three of kovacic mount and conte put together the best midfield performance we've had all season um so it won't be a surprise to me to see frank go with the same starting lineup excuse me and then maybe bring in kai havertz um into the game in a similar role to how i alluded to pulisic earlier or maybe he can get the second Mm -hmm. half or he can get the last half hour if we need a spark but much like Polisic's performance, um, he looked mm-hmm. comfortable. He was moving pretty well. Um, and the, the stat that really sticks out to me is he won seven out of his nine duels, and he also won three tackles. So a huge criticism mm-hmm. that I had of him when he first came here was, you know, he's not really moving. Uh, when, when he's on the ball, he's brilliant. But when we don't have the ball, um, we're seeing some of the deficiencies in his game defensively. And it looks like... Um, he's starting to get a hold of that. And I'm not only speaking about this game, um, but right before he got diagnosed with, or right before he tested positive for COVID-19, he was starting to put in a shift defensively. And we and we were noticing that, and we were shouting him out for it. So I, I think it's only right to shout him out again. It's something to keep an eye on. Um, if he continues to put in that sort of shift and stays committed to his work off the ball, to the hard yards, I think he'll get in over Kovacic. Um you know, maybe not this weekend, but definitely the weekend after.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you were right about him, uh, Kovicic coming out in the, 60s, uh, in the 67th. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just want to give a shout out to N'Golo Conte, who when he came in, I mean, I know he came in for Kai Havertz technically, but he did play like a very advanced role. He had that assist, a uh, great ball to Giroud. I don't even know how he put that away with his head. Mm-hmm. but i don't know it it was it was an interesting interesting play style and he was very uh direct with his play style and i mean i'm a, let me see his stats like did he have like a uh, i mean he only, i only played for Conte had bit. an assist uh, yeah he, uh, but like how assisted, many oh, sorry i
0: i know he assisted Drew's goal
1: yeah but i'm talking about like uh dribbles like completed and but uh, uh, i didn't see that I can't find it. Anyway, uh let's let's move on to the final uh debon, what's the word? Debutante de- <laughs> de- What's that word? I think they're they're making their their debut. Uh for the season. Billy Gilmore, aka Billy Goat. Billy Goat. Go- go- let's go. He uh, after not, not appearing for Chelsea for over nine months. Uh, he made an appearance didn't play much came in in the what was the eighty fifth eighty fourth minute um but you know it is it is worth mentioning that you know the fact that Frank is using him right when he shows that he was available uh it shows that he's gonna be playing a role this season for sure you know if if if, if he didn't if he wasn't gonna have a role then it would, it, would be, a, it would have been a, Exactly, yeah. Or either that or it would have been a while until he was eased into it. But then then again also it was a four four nil walloping, you know, so who knows what his intentions were. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think he's gonna be featured? Uh yeah. I I, I think, you know, the fact
0: that right when he's available, Lampard thrusts him into the uh into the squad and then finds a way to get him minutes. I mean, granted it was a blowout, so that's the time to get those guys' minutes, but he, you know, he's been speaking on Billy Gilmore He's been very high on him We kept him around the squad um, If you look at his physique itself um, He looks like he's grown and matured physically He put on a little bit of weight, which is good um, You know, he looked a little lightweight last season And a little small But now he seems like he's he's growing into his body Becoming more of a man physically um, But the performance in general I mean, there wasn't really much to show for it This was one of those um, appearances Where we're just happy to see him back out on the field and Yeah you know, if there's one thing we should tell Chelsea fans from now, it's that if you think Billy Gilmore is going to be replacing Jorginho in our lineup anytime soon. You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say you're not right. Um, when you come off an injury like this, it's going to take a while for you to get back. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not expecting him to play a major role in the team this season, but definitely be a squad player. Maybe get a few uh, Premier League starts. We saw him play really well against uh, Liverpool last season in the Cup. And then he started in a league against someone I can't remember who it is. I don't remember either. But 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 he he, he played well and 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 Lamps knows his game and 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 he looks comfortable on the side. So, you know, long may that continue. The the key for him is just getting his his uh his match fitness back. Once that's there, then 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 he'll be in for a shout.
1: All right, before we wrap up this uh, midweek episode, let's talk about Chelsea versus Leeds. It's going to be uh, played at the Bridge. Uh, is this is this the first match there's going to be fans at the bridge I am not sure okay I well I know that they uh-huh. said
0: they were going to start allowing fans um
1: yeah yeah I'm that's going to right be now. yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be allowed um there's going to be 2000 supporters so whoever this is weekend? there yeah oh woohoo let's yeah. go so that's big. yeah so that's uh let me see yeah this is on december 2nd chelsea supporters are able to be attend in some capacity with london expected to move to tier two yeah frank lampard side leads united okay cool nice. um so whoever is able to show up if anyone is listening do us proud be loud uh i know it's been a while since you guys have been there so hope you guys have a good experience um Leeds let's talk about Leeds a little bit. They're sitting 12th in the league right now. They've only managed to win 2 of their last 6 matches, uh although they they are coming off a win this weekend against Everton. Uh they've conceded 17 goals in their first 10 matches and scored 15. So, Zach, we've all heard about Biel's ball and their you know from the the term coined from uh their manager Marcelo Bielsa out of uh, Argentina, right? He's Argentinian. Yes. So tell me a little bit about Bielsa Ball. What 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 do we have to look out for?
0: Well, listen, uh, last season when we came in, um, I, I, spent a, I spent a good chunk of one of our um, Sheffield previews talking about um, uh, Wilder. I, I don't know why I can't remember his first name right now um but but just talking about the way they play and how different the style of football was and how we weren't going to be necessarily used to promote a team playing like that Leeds is much of the same except they don't deploy any funky formations um they don't uh play players in weird positions what they do is they deploy a hybrid 433 slash 451 however you want to look at it um, with attacking eights and bombing fullbacks it's very very similar to the way we play some uh possession style high intensity, high press, high pressure. Um, and this is also one of those things that kind of go against him. He's been criticized for this a lot in the past, especially in uh, in you know since he came to Leeds um, just a few years ago, you know he's been in and around the championship promotion conversation since he walked into the club um, and a huge criticism of why it took them until this season for them to make it happen was because he burns him, he burns his players out before the end of the season. He is no holds barred, he is wedded to his philosophy, and he does not take his foot off the gas. If you watch any of Leeds' games this season, um, you'll be able to tell right off the bat that his teams are, one, very fit, but they are very intense. So they're not scared of anybody. They smashed Liverpool 7-2 to this season already. Um, or no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. That was Aston Villa. Um, but sorry about that. <laughs> They they beat Everton last week 1-0, a good Mm -hmm. Everton team. Um, So, you know, they're not necessarily afraid to go up against some of the better sides in the league. Bielsa definitely isn't. Um, He's wedded to his philosophy, but in that sense, we do have to be wary. You know, Mm -hmm. we often, at Chelsea, especially this season in the beginning of the season, we tend to get sucker punched by teams who aren't afraid of us. Just go look at West Brom. Um, just go look at uh, Southampton. Um, those are teams that gave us hard time this season because they weren't afraid. So if, if Leeds go in with the same attitude, I think they're in for a shot, especially after the midweek match. Um, but the good news for us, Sam, we got guys rested, we got players that are that are itching and ready to go back in. Um, mm-hmm. And the only thing they really have for them going for them is a. Uh, or two Bamford. players, yeah. <laughs> they got Patrick Bamford uh, somehow has seven goals this season. I mean, he wasn't. They bought a striker in Rodrigo Moreno to replace him, and Rodrigo's been stuck on the bench because Bamford just can't stop scoring. And um, they also have a, a click, um, the the Polish center mid. Um, mm. He plays in one of those attacking eight roles, but this is this is their guy that pulls the strings. Um, two goals and three assists on the season. Yes. Before everyone jumps on me, I know the two goals are off penalties. Um, <laughs> but still, the fact is, Leeds, they, they have the ability to score goals. They have the players to uh, cause problems. But the main thing is they have the manager um, who, who could instill that mentality for them, to, for them to get a result. So I'm tipping them to have a good Premier League campaign. I know a lot of the older Chelsea fans um, hate Leeds. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't around <laughs> Uh or we wasn't much, alive. <laughs> um, but the last time we played, well, well no, I mean, I mean, look, we, we were alive. I just don't think we were watching Chelsea as closely. So the last time we played Leeds was uh, in 2003. Uh, we beat them 1-0 at home. Um, and then prior to that, we played them in 2002. We beat them 3-2. 2001, we beat them 2-0. The last time we dropped points to Leeds at the bridge was in 1999-2000, where we lost 2-0. And that was pre-Abramovich era. So, um, India Abramovich era so far, some were four, uh, well, actually we're three, one and Oh, wow. or no. Yeah. Unstoppable. three, one and Oh. So technically it's a good record. Um, but, but this is a good team. So it's, it's have not going to seen... be one of those games where they roll over.
1: Have you seen take us home? The Leeds United documentary on, uh, Amazon?
0: No, I haven't, but you have I have to, I...
1: it's really good. Is it like the all or nothing? Yeah, yeah. They where there's, for, yeah, there's the like first a bunch season, of episodes. Uh huh. Yeah, the first season's like eight or ten episodes, and it goes. It's that's the season before they get promoted. Um, oh. And nice. then they just released the second season like a couple months ago. And I think it's only two episodes. Um, it's like a lot quicker. I wish they did a full season on last season, but um, it goes into the backstory of BLZ a little bit and. You know how they constructed this team, like, you know, like, they brought in Patrick Bam- Bamford, like, in the show, and, you know, he kind of, like, blew up in the championship, yeah. obviously, but, um,
0: yeah, he's an He's an interesting one, because when he was at Chelsea, I mean, we had hopes for him years ago, keep in mind, and mm-hmm. then he gets his move to the championship, and then doesn't really do much there until... This past season. I know he had one good season for, um, I want to say Middlesbrough. I could be wrong. This was a mm-hmm. couple years ago. It was around the time we, we bought Morata. I remember yeah. we loaned out Bamford or we sold him. It was Middlesbrough.
1: Any- we loaned him to Middlesbrough, and then they yeah. s- they bought him after. And, yeah, like, yeah. A couple, couple years earlier, two later.
0: And, and he, I, th- I think he was Middlesbrough's player of the season, and I'm pretty sure he led the championship on goals that year, if I'm not mistaken. 17, Don't ask me goals yeah. 17 goals that year. Yeah.
1: 17 goals that year.
0: So, I mean, you know, this is a guy that's done it in a championship, but for whatever reason hasn't been able to cut it in the Premier League up until now. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, good for him. I'm not shitting on him by saying he's a Chelsea reject. It's actually very easy to be a reject at Chelsea. I mean, (laughs) just look at all the talent that came through our pipeline and didn't make it. Um, (laughs) Kevin De Bruyne. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what are you going, Sam? You went 3-3 last week, or you went 3-3 on Sunday. We pulled out a 4-0. Mm-hmm. Is there really any other way to predict this match?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go uh 3-3. Close, close fought battle, but it's going to end up stalemate. A lot of goals scored on both ends. That's just the only way I see it happening.
0: And uh, basically, <laughs> that translates to 3 uh, 0 Chelsea. I think we get another clean sheet, man. I really do. Um, mm. I just think this squad is at the point where we're so fine tuned. And, and, and Lamp said it in the post match presser today. He said, now we're fully fit. We have the players available and we're getting the results. It's just a matter of maintaining it over a sustained period of time. So
1: long That's may cool. that continue. I'm hyped. Yeah, really I'm hyped about team. this season, Zach. I'm I'm telling you, like, I haven't been this excited for a Chelsea team in you know five years, maybe.
0: I mean, we're 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 ten games in and we're still talking about how excited we are. And 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 the, and the crazy thing is, Sam, um, Kai Havertz mm-hmm. hasn't even you know really gotten going yet. And, and Timo Werner, yeah, yeah e- is Timo Werner. Werner I mean. hasn't even played the number nine like for for a stretch of games. So mm-hmm. like this is
1: this is huge, man. This is really really big for us. Just a quick um Wait, we didn't even we didn't even talk about Cho. I don't know why we didn't even mention him today. No, we didn't. Cuz before we go, can we just say that he played really well today and he needs more time. Yeah, like that that, that's that was the yeah. other name you were, you were even saying like, you know, you're saying Kai Havertz and and uh, Werner haven't reached their potential yet this season. Cho hasn't even reached his potential this season, I don't think. Like once he gets going and Get some more playing time. Whew, man. We might be Cho, in the deepest league. Cho doesn't
0: league. Cho looks like he's really starting to buckle down and focus because every game he's playing, he's improving. This is the first time we've seen that since sorry. Where yeah. he kind of came in and then once he gets, you know, I, I I think Cho's one of those players where you gotta kinda tell him where he's gonna get his minutes or where you're planning on on, on getting him his minutes, and then he just needs to focus on that. I yeah, think, he
1: doesn't like the, the uncertainty you know, and yeah, stuff like that. I
0: think, you know, we, we, there was a lot of eyebrows raised that he wasn't included at the weekend match against Tottenham. He wasn't even on the bench. But, like, then again, we need to fit in room for backup left back, backup, uh, backup center backs. I mean, yeah, there wasn't room in the squad for him. But I think that kind of worked to his advantage. It didn't allow him to sit there and be like, oh, fuck, why am I sitting on the bench and not playing again? whereas this time lamps probably pulled him aside and said look it's a big match there's no room for you on the squad but you're going to get the full 90
1: mm-hmm.
0: against sevilla and i think and i think that's what happened and that's great um, good for him. i'm really happy for him man i can't believe we didn't even mention him i feel like that's a I know. that's like a mortal sin for a chelsea podcast
1: <laughs> good thing i caught us good good, th- good thing yeah yeah
0: and also good thing that our podcast is absolutely huge so like there's going to be millions of people calling <sighs> out our our mistake.
1: Yeah, they would have been coming for our heads for sure.
0: Yeah. But anyways, I mean, that does kind of bring us to the end of this week's uh midweek pod. Sam, so, um, these are these are a lot of fun. I'm actually enjoying them more than our Sunday pods if I'm not if if I'm going to be completely honest.
1: Are you enjoying it because Andreas isn't here or because it's quick?
0: No, I'm enjoying it because it's quick, but I also like the way that um we're kind of just like not necessarily following a super strict script. I just kind of like winging it a little bit and just chit-chatting. Going back to our roots. Yeah. A little bit of Joe Rogan for you. Just just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Anyways, um, that does bring us to the end of this week's episode. So if you guys are still listening at this point, be sure that um, you're following us on Instagram. Uh, Andres has been super active on it lately. Uh, be sure to check out our stories on both Twitter and Instagram, actually. Uh, pre-match and post-match where uh, one of us – Either me, Sam, or Andres will be giving our take on the match uh, before, during, and after. Um, also, keep in mind, we are releasing two episodes a week now. We're dropping one uh, every Sunday evening um, after our uh, weekend match. And then, obviously, we're going to be dropping an episode after our midweek matches from here on out, which is great. More content for you um, and more content for us to produce, which uh, which is something that we all enjoy. So, um, until this Sunday, keep the blue flag flying high.